It's Thursday at 10 a.m. and you're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM, talking all things sports with a special focus on our Auburn Tigers here on the Plains. If you want to be a part of today's action, feel free to tweet at us at Daniel J. Locke or the Griggs B. Let's get into the action. Good morning and welcome into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM, coming to you live from the Bradley Basin Studio and the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where I was optimistic that we were going to get some fall weather grigs. That was foolish on my part, but how are you this morning? I'm doing good. I mean, I mean it's 84, but that's not great, but fingers crossed, hopefully soon. October's coming soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. Mother Fall is coming to bail us out of this hot, hot summer, but let's get right on into it. Let's get right on into it. So, th- there was a game on Saturday. A football game? I, I believe so. I think that's what Oh, I thought called. that was a soccer game. It was. The soccer was canceled. R. No, R. That, R. Was, that was ice hockey, right? I don't know. R.I.P. the Queen. I don't know what game you're referring to, Griggs. I don't know. I mean, Auburn didn't post the, any final score, so I assume yeah, there's a bye I week. Yeah, uh, uh, That was just a pep rally. Yeah, that's what Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good pep rally. It was indeed. But someone was playing a game on um, their um, – what was it? Uh, NCAA, EA, NCAA. Yeah, and yeah. There was yeah. Uh, some people watched that. Uh, final score of that one was uh, Penn State beating Auburn, uh, forty-one to twelve. Um, I, I really don't know what to say. Honestly, we, me and you were both optimistic about this game. We were. We both so picked. Let's Auburn. just admit there was a game now. People, if you're yeah. tuning in, don't know anything. There was a game now. We were both optimistic about this game. We didn't think we would blow them out. We didn't think they'd blow us out. We thought it'd be a close game. We both thought Auburn would win. Later in the week, I thought Penn State would probably win. But by 29 points. Bro, when Owen Papo laid the wood out on um, Sean Clifford, I looked at our friend Jack and I was like, dude, we are winning this game. We are winning this football game. And then I had to eat those words, and they did not taste good. I mean, hey, we were leading at one point. It was 3 nothing after... In the with eight twenty left in the first quarter. All right. So do you want to break down stats first, or do you want to talk about what the heck went wrong? Let's just start with the stats. Get it. All out right. Of the way. So Sean Clifford, we at least he didn't look like a Heisman Trophy candidate against Auburn. We this thought year. he'd be. We thought he'd be the problem. Yeah, we did. Um, he was a dude. Yeah. He went. Four, nah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> he went fourteen of nineteen for one hundred seventy-eight yards. On the other side, T.J. Finley was Auburn's leading passer. He had a hundred, or he was eleven and nineteen for one hundred fifty-two yards and one interception. I feel like if he had been given more of these nineteen throw attempts that Robbie Ashford had, may have been a little higher. But Ashford was ten of nineteen for one hundred forty-four yards. He had a touchdown, but he also had one pick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was that was a that was a throw to Jarquez. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Penn State's rushing ended up being the big problem for the Tigers. Um, Nicholas Singleton, freshman running back for Penn State, goes 10 carries, 124 yards for two touchdowns, including a 54-yard uh, run. He looked like the Heisman candidate this year. Yeah, Penn State running backs always been particularly good. Yeah, because like last year, Auburn did a pretty good job with Noah Kane, who's now at LSU. So I was expecting like Derek Hall and um, Wooden to be and uh, Leota and all of them to be able to handle. Um, Auburn just pulled a switcheroo and decided, you know what? Let's just let, what we struggled with last year. Let's make that what we're strength for now, and then flip what we did well last year. Yeah, except Sean Clifford did have quite a few dime opportunities. He he did indeed. Um, the big story though for Auburn's rushing was 
Tank Bixby only given the ball nine times for 39 yards. I wonder if that has anything to do with just there was nowhere to go. Like, Penn State, like, our um, advisor here at Weagle Britt made a great point during our sports meeting on Tuesday. But Penn State has laid out the perfect game plan for how to stop Auburn. It really has. Just put nine guys in the box, and then Auburn can't go anywhere. Since we can't throw the ball, and if you can't throw against a good team, you cannot run. When our quarterbacks have turned the ball six of the six times over the eight times we've turned the ball over this year, I think, wait, I think they've had accounted for seven of our turnovers. Uh, Shedrick Jackson had one turnover. That's right. So that's one of the, one of the eight. But I feel like if we score that drive, it's a different story. There's just not a true passer. No. That TJ or Robbie, and we don't know what, what in the world's going on with Zach. I mean, the press conference the other day didn't help with that at all. No, like at this point, just think about this. In 2019, Gus Malzahn had no problem throwing a freshman Bo Nix into the mix on, on the, or at a neutral site game against the Oregon Ducks. I'm pretty sure Holden Gariner could handle Ole Miss at home. You know, like Harston said, the best passer I've ever coached. Problem is, He's got a split second to throw before. True. That's the main problem. That is the main problem. Yeah. Out of, yeah. Out of all this stuff. Killian Zaire, our left tackle, senior out of Munich, Germany. Love this guy. He is the one guy on the offensive line who I have any faith in. You, usually the left tackle is the one spot you need. Most teams are good everywhere else except the left tackle. Right. Yeah, we're Auburn, good at left tackle, but no Auburn, else. it's the complete opposite where you got Finley's best plays. We were talking, again, talking about our friend Jack who was on the show a couple weeks ago. His, the best passes that chances that TJ had the other day were when he was scrambling. Right. Minus that one where he threw a pick down the red zone for just throw the ball away. Just, just why are you trying to force it? It's no reason. Yeah. But, yeah, but still, for running, Tank, granted, this offensive line is not great, but Tank Bigsby still this year is averaging 6.2 2 yards a rush. That is very, very, very good. Yeah, he's doing good. Um, he's having a good year. I really hope he hits the 1,000 mark for the second straight year. And I think this will be the last year with Tank. I think he's definitely going to be like a third-round pick next year in the draft. Um, what do you think it would take for Tank to come back next year? I don't know at this I point. I feel like the more likely thing is him transferring and coming back to Auburn. He's either, I don't think – I don't even know at this point. I think maybe he'll go pro. But he needs to show something else this this year. They need to they need to realize that like when Harson said you guys aren't in the meetings. We can see the field. We know you can run it. You don't have to run Tank Bigsby solely up the middle and then only give Jarquez runs on the outside. Mm-hmm. You can give Tank Bigsby the ball in space. You can, which is something what we've not seen a lot this year. But he is able to do that. I mean, the run he had, the twelve yard run, he was able to get out the outside, make something happen, and get the first down. Yeah, um, you're definitely not wrong about that, and it's just it's a little frustrating. Um, expectations for Auburn weren't that high this year. I I get that, but excuse me. Oh, it's out of there. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. I was expecting more. I really was, and I, maybe I was foolish for that, but I was expecting more just because the atmosphere. I didn't right the atmosphere. I thought that would play into a part of it. But I don't even blame the students at that point because when you get down so much in a game like that, you can't will yourself back into it through crowd, the crowd. Yeah. Especially it was uh, 14 uh, to fourteen six at halftime, mm-hmm. eight-point game. You go out there, you get the ball first, you immediately uh, give the ball back with a punt, and then they score off that. That's how you 
That's how you lose the game. Then they score uh, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, third quarter. Just think about this. When we were driving towards the end of the half when Shed Jackson fumbled, what if we had scored just a field goal there? And then, like, that would have made it 14-9, I believe. Mm -hmm. Then we get the ball back at halftime. We go and score. Now we're up. Let's say we go for a two-point conversion just because we love our nice round numbers here. Mm -hmm. That puts Auburn up 17-14. And pin all the momentum's on our side. The crowd is going nuts. And I feel like that would have been Auburn's best shot. But no, no. People, If people blame the fans for leaving early, I mean, what do you want them to do? They're just standing there. I mean, right. we, like, kind of, we left a little early, but like. I guarantee you we, that stadium in the first drive, like probably when Sean Clifford got laid out, I guarantee you we registered on the rector scale. Probably. It was that game, that first quarter riled Ole Miss last year. Yeah. But Ole Miss was throughout the entire game. But the fact of the matter is, this granted, this team is not super, super good. They have their strengths. And with the strengths we thought of coming into this season would be their strengths have not shown up this season so far, especially in the running back room with Tank Bigsby. They're giving him few carries. He's, he's not going to reach the 1,000-yard rushing mark if he only gets the ball nine, ten times a game. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and um, I know we've got – or we'll speak about this more next, but Ole Miss coming in this week. I don't think they're – Missouri. Oh, yeah, excuse me, Missouri. I don't think their front seven's quite as good. So I expect Auburn to have more success running the football. They they better, because... Yeah, I don't really... We're not going to win games for passing. We are not. No. Unless... Well, we'll talk more about injury stats and all the next... but Because we're just doing Penn State right here. But, yeah, the fact of the matter that... I agree 100% with what Britt said the other day. Teams were get, teams know Auburn right now is in a quarterback... I don't even want to say controversy at this point. I just want to say... I don't know what's the right word, but I'll follow you. I don't even know. But... The quarterback is such a question mark that the only thing that has worked has been the run game. Mm-hmm. We, ha- I mean, we have I think better receivers some than last year. I think we just don't. Yeah. You got you got to get the ball to be able to be thrown to them. I feel like they're marginally better. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, you let someone come into your home field like that and let them dominate you in the third quarter mainly. Yeah, in in the article you wrote, I love the article by the way. Thank I think you, you mentioned the yeah, everyone go check out Griggs' opinion piece. if you if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> he does a great job. Um, really puts everything going on in the perspective. But he included the last time that Auburn got waxed at home like that. Can you remind me what it was? It was I believe forty-one-seven in nineteen eighty-two, which was Pat Dye's second season here at Auburn. That was against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, so the worst loss at home since the Reagan administration. Non-conference, I think. Non-conference, I think there was non-conference. something Georgia related. Oh yeah, that doesn't I don't surprise know. me. Anyways, like it's just not good, man. It's unacceptable. It's. I saw this thing on TikTok where it was like college football teams that aren't scary anymore. Would you like to take a guess on who the first one was? Nebraska? No. Auburn? Yeah. I'd put Nebraska maybe. I don't know. Maybe them or Miami. But, I mean, man, teams used to fear coming into Jordan here, man. People, I mean, people still talk about it. I mean, Joe Burrow back in 20 – what was that? The 18, 2018? Yeah. Yes, 2018, talking about it. You have the Georgia player this year who played an Auburn team. And like, I think that was the 230 game last year. Yeah, it was. 230. It wasn't the greatest game. I think there's people still stayed for a while since it was just like we weren't getting blown out, but it wasn't like a four-score game. We did people, our best. People stayed there, and he's like, yeah, that's still one of the best atmospheres ever, and they were winning the whole time. But yeah. the, the no, fact we that, went up 3 nothing. Mm-hmm, we did. Yes, first team to take a lead on Georgia that year. Mark it down. But 
yeah, I mean, there's if you can't use your home field advantage, I mean, we already people already pencil these losses in before the year. You're going on the road to Georgia. You're going on the road to Alabama, and then now people started to think Ole Miss wasn't that good. Now for some reason they're ranked 16th, and I don't even know what to think about that Mississippi State team. Yeah, I don't know. They're the biggest wild card in college football right now. But last thing I'll say on this is that you have to you have to make changes somehow. Yeah, you cannot. The thing I wrote also is like the staff has been adamant to not add halftime adjustments. They've not. Mm-hmm. It's been far in between. In games we've been close at half, we've not been able to figure it out or keep it going. So if Missouri comes out and punches us in the mouth, we need to be able to respond on Saturday. If not, it it's it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. Yeah, and we're going to step away for a second. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Missouri game coming up this weekend. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Keep it here. And welcome back into the Eagles Nest, everybody. It is Thursdays, and you are still hanging out here with Daniel Locke and Griggs Blankenberg here. We talked in the last segment about Auburn's game versus Penn State. Now we are moving on to hopefully us and the team and everyone are moving on to the game this weekend, which is against the Missouri Tigers. The first time Missouri has come to play at Auburn. Auburn, I believe, is two and one all time against Missouri. One of those including the 2013 SEC championship in the Georgia Dome. Yeah, and that just this is a little off topic for what we're about to talk about, but I always talk about this anytime I get the chance to. That just is part of my beef with the way the SEC does scheduling is that they've been in this conference for over a decade, and this is their first trip to Auburn. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, you only play two teams each year from the East, and then one of them's always going to be Georgia, and then it just kind of rotates. So I bet there are a bunch of other places that haven't been yet either. Missouri? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because let's see, if, if you have one SEC West opponent a year, that I'm, means only – there's still probably at least four. I imagine they play A&M every year just because of the yeah. fact they came in at the same time. I think that's their yearly SEC West opponent. So yeah, I mean that's interesting to be, think about that. They probably still got some places to go. I mean, if they play, how many teams are in each? Um, um seven in each. You pl- you've been A and M obviously. You've been A and M, and then there's six others, and you have to. So it would take twelve years for them to go home and away. So yeah, and this is year eleven. So they got one more probably. No, this is year ten. Year ten. Yeah, they got one more, but. Yeah, so this will be this Saturday, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN. Right now, the line is set to Auburn is a minus seven favorite. Auburn is a seven point favorite at home. It's going to be at Jordan Hare. Weather projected to be 79 and partly cloudy on Saturday. But this, this is an interesting matchup, just because of the fact that I don't really know too much on what to think about Missouri, especially after they got destroyed to Kansas State 40-12 to a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, normally I'm a big take-the-over guy, but an over-under of 51.5, if you take the over, like, what are you on? Because mm-hmm. that is just – their offense can't score. Our offense can't score. So I, I, I've got an over-under of, like, 24. That's a that's cr- – yeah, eh. But if both defenses aren't great, and then something's got to 
I don't even know. I don't want to say that saying. Anyway, so the leading passer for and leading passer and leading rusher for Missouri is quarterback Brady Cook. He is 55 for 85 on the season with 626 passing yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, along with 26 carries for 159 yards and a touchdown. I like this guy. I think he's good. Um, a sophomore out of St. Louis, 6'2", 206, and he is looking good this year. Dual threat, as we can see. A lot of people have compared him to Bo Nix, believe it or not. Hmm. So, you know, I, I guess the fact that our pretty experienced defense has gone against Bo Nix for three years in practice helps. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm grasping at straws. You hmm. tell me. Tweet at me at Daniel J. Locke. But I, I'm, I'm just I'm interested in how Auburn comes out against him in a way that they struggled with a pocket passer such as, you know, Sean Clifford and San Jose State's quarterback did pretty good against Auburn, all things considered. So stopping Brady Cook is where this one starts. Yeah, stopping Brady Cook is going to be the key for that. Hopefully Auburn, the one thing Auburn can take away is they can hopefully keep up the pass pressure that they did the last game. I mean, Granted, they had that one where the Auburn receiver got absolutely mossed versus Penn State. We didn't talk about that one, but that was no. wild. So, regardless of that, that gave um, Sean Clifford 50 more yards that he shouldn't have had. Yeah, and then kind of also on the offensive side of the ball, Dominic Levette for mm-hmm. um, Missouri, 16 catches on the year for 274 yards and two touchdowns, 5'10", 187-pound sophomore out of East St. Louis, Illinois. He looks good. I was watching some clips of him. I'm watching him right now against Kansas State. I know um, their defense isn't the most impressive in the world, but he just mossed this dude. So you've really got to watch out because despite that small frame, he is really, really good. Mm-hmm. They are right now scoring 32.7 points per game, allowing only 27, 422.3 total yards a game, along with allowing only 330 yards per game. So this being their first trip to Jordan Hare, both coaches are um I don't want, I don't know what to, how to describe this. Both coaches are more people are expecting more out of both of these coaches who are coming into this game. Yeah, e- I like Drinkwitz a lot. Mm-hmm. Eli Drinkwitz only coached for App State for 1 year and then got the SEC job, which is hats off to him. That is incredible. Yeah, th- that is incredible. And he appears to be doing okay at Missouri. I mean, I know losing to Kansas State's not great, but, I mean, it's still a Power 5 loss. Through, I believe this is his third season at Missouri, he is 13-13. and 13. Okay. All right. It so, could be worse. I, ha- I don't think they've made a bowl game yet if they're 13-13. and 13. So That's 8-8 um, eight eight in that's, Harson's that's, time. We've been to a bowl. Well, 13-13, that adds together to be 26. Correct. So 12, 24, did a game get canceled somewhere? I don't know. Eh, did he, he came oh, in the wait, year after games, the COVID year 10, or something. Oh, wait, okay, so he wasn't here in the COVID year. I don't believe so. Hold on, Eli. Well, I'm, then there's only, this is only the second year since the COVID year. I feel like he's been there longer, though. Okay. I'm looking this up. He used to be coach at Auburn, though. Um, he was on the football operations at the quality control when we won the national championship. So there's that going for him. And then he was under Harson at Arkansas State along with um, Malzahn. So – there's that. Um, yes, he was. Yes, his first year was the COVID year. Okay, so ten games there. He's gone five and five in twenty twenty, six and seven twenty twenty one, and he's two and one this year. Okay, so yeah, no bowl yet. Well, yeah, in twenty twenty it would have been the one. 
And then last year they weren't the one. They were six and seven, so they okay. lost. So what Auburn was last year? Very similar team. Um, two teams that kind of peaked in the early 2010s and now aren't doing so hot. And it's a race to see who can get there first. Right now, I think they're a little bit ahead. You remember last year, my after the Missouri basketball game, all the stuff I said about Missouri, how asking like. What do they bring to the SEC type of thing? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Still, I still believe some of that, but, I mean, they did make the SEC championship their first season here. so I barely remember that game. I just don't know what to think here because, granted, whenever people, whenever in the past I'd see Missouri playing teams, I'm like, oh, okay, the team playing Missouri is going to win. Mm-hmm. But now it's the question of does Auburn struggle? We've not even mentioned this yet. TJ Finley – reportedly out for this week. Harson still not has confirmed that. People have seen him in a sling around campus. I've seen him in a sling around campus. Uh, Tom Green, I think, of AL.com reported that the other day. Sources yeah. saying he's out for the game. And Harson was also asked if Robbie's okay. Robbie looked a little shaken up near, near the end of the game. We still have not gotten how from Brian Harson what the status of Zach Calzada is on health-wise. So, Do you know some he doesn't? I was in the room. I, that made me think for a second. But then what you said in the last uh, segment, Holden Greer. Yeah. But he's the only 100% healthy guy on the roster right now. Well, I'm Sawyer Pate. Trey Lindsey. I meant like the quarterbacks. They are quarterbacks. On the They're quarterbacks five and six. We have six quarterbacks? We do indeed. My goodness. We had seven before D. Davis transferred. Do you think if he was still here, he'd be playing right now? I don't know. I feel still feel like they find a way not to play him. Yeah. But this is going to be an interesting game for Auburn because they've done a good, decent job of stopping the run so far through three games. Granted, their only good opponent they played, they got destroyed. But we could say the same for Auburn. But, <laughs> yeah. yes. And it was a similar score, too. It was 40-12. to 12. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is this is a – very, very, very important game for Auburn. Oh yeah. Carson said this is um every Saturday's a big win, but this one in particular is a big win. Do you think if Auburn loses that we wake up on Sunday and um Zach Etheridge is our coach? That's a possibility, but here's the thing about it. I think this is the game to determine whether he makes it th- um whether he goes the whole season or just the bye week. And here's what I mean by that. Missouri one of the lower teams in the East, them and Vanderbilt, not particularly good. Granted, they've done better in recruiting the past couple of years when Drinkwitz has been recruiting more in St. Louis. This is a loss beginning of the year that does not look good. Granted, Missouri might be better than us. I don't. I've not watched too much of their film, but the fact it's just recency bias. I mean, you look at his team schedule. They you see a loss to people still see a loss in Nebraska on their schedule. And be like, you know what? That was a good team back then. Mm-hmm. This team. The connotation has been they've n- never really been that good. Yeah. Granted, they had Drew Locke the year they went to the SC Championship, but you can't be losing games like to Missouri. I mean, if we lose to Missouri, I don't think we're going to make a bowl game. No. It's so not, either. there's not a chance. Because then you got to win four games at home, or do you either do you take one on the road? Um, I mean, I feel like if we are going to take one on the road, Mississippi State's the most likely. But then it's an air raid offense, and what is that defense going to look like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, we couldn't stop that last year, and I feel like we're worse this we year. We stopped it for a half, and then 
yeah, but I just don't know what to expect for this game. I mean, I think Auburn's going to win, but at the same time, I'm like, Auburn's not really shown me anything that believes they can go into an SEC game and be competitive. Yeah, um, my expectations are on the floor right now. Uh, for LSU, like that's always a big game for me just because most of my family uh, went to LSU. So, but I feel like on our little family call on Sunday night, I'm going to be getting pretty dragged during that. But I still think we're going to win. But the fact of the matter is, it's the, you need to show something. Mm-hmm, you for need, sure. like, granted, let me ask you this question. If we would have lost to Penn State by, let's say, 10 or 14, are we having this conversation right now? Like, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not uh, to this extent. We'll say that. Not to this extent, but I feel like if we lose by – because last year – It was a one score. It was eight points. Yeah, yeah. Last year, um, I was – after that, I was talking about Auburn like we were the best team in the SEC after that. But now I'm talking about this. Let's say we lost to Penn – let's say hypothetical. We lost to Penn State by eight. Are we having this conversation right now? Yeah. But how – exactly. We're not having this conversation like we got to win Missouri no matter what. Yeah, because we're not like, oh, okay, we lose to them at eight on the road. We lose to them by eight at home. We haven't regressed. At least we're the same. Now – We've regressed. We, you give up. You only lose by eight in Happy Valley, and you come to the place you marketed as the t- one of the toughest places to play in the nation, and you, you lose by twenty nine. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I I don't care who you're playing. I we lost to less to Georgia last year. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me see. I'm looking that up just so I can be factually correct about that. Uh, we lost to Georgia last year, home thirty four to ten. Not even as bad. You you can't do this. You can't – your biggest loss of the year can't be to Penn State at home. No. And – I'm really dreading Georgia and Alabama. They they need to show me something here. They need to dominate a whole side of the ball. They need to dominate one aspect. I don't care whether they've – the places where we talked about they need – like at the beginning of the year, defensive line and running backs. They need to show – one of those position groups needs to step up this game or – I mean, if we win, but it still looks like how we played against San Jose State, I'm not going to be too confident the rest of the year at, for anything. Yeah, I um, I don't know what Auburn has to do to kind of get people back into it, but I feel like it's a lot. It is a lot. But, yeah, that is going to do it for our talk on the game this weekend against the Missouri Tigers. Again, that is 11 a.m. on ESPN. When we come back, we're going to go into the world of college football still. We're going to talk about this weekend's slate of games. You're listening to the Eagle's Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagle's Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me, as always, is Greg Splankenberg. So far today, we have talked about the Auburn-Penn State game, the Auburn-Missouri game, and now we're going to look at what is going on in college football this weekend. And we're going to start with Rutgers. Let's start with Rutgers. I don't even know who they're playing. I, I looked either. at the top 25 scoreboard, and they weren't there yet. Shame. Um, Rutgers. Ooh, this is a good one. Saturday night, 6 p.m., under the lights in Piscataway. It's Iowa versus Rutgers. Oh, oh my man. goodness. FS1? Let's go. That's, that's going to be the game. That's game of the week. That's I can't wait. It's gonna be incredible, bro. This is Iowa's, or excuse me, no, this is Rutgers' chance to prove that they really belong among the elites in college football. You've got an Iowa team that's on the ropes. They're going to Piscataway, which is a very tough place to play. I don't want any Southern bias. They've never been up north in their life. <laughs> this is a tough place to play. 
And then you also this week, yeah, I think the game of the century, honestly, Duke at Kansas, three and O, both of them. And Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite. Is this the first time they've both been three and O? I know it's the first time Kansas in a long time. I can't remember what Duke. I know Duke's not been good at football for a long, long, long time. But yeah. But let's get into some of the ranked matchups or ranked teams. Let's start off with Kent State versus Georgia this Saturday. Um, yeah, that's I feel bad for Kent State. Yeah, I do too. That that's tough. Um, I know what it's like to see your team have to be a sitting duck against the Georgia Bulldogs, and it's not very fun. It is not. So hopefully, what if Kent State did the impossible? That'd be incredible. I think they nas- they should vacate their national title from last year. Yeah. Thinking of other good games I'm seeing on the board, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Saturday on ESPN2, Bay- number 17 Baylor going to the 3-0 and Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State is a two-and-a-half point favorite on that one. I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be a good game. Even though we're not going to be able to watch most of it, but we'll, we'll show it on the sc- sides of the scoreboard some. I might be watching that on my laptop. Oh, yeah, you're going to be the press box. Yeah, yeah. Um, other good games. Uh, well, we got Florida, Tennessee, but we're going to talk more about that and who's who, uh, who you got later on. Uh, Tennessee, 10.5-point favorite going into this one. $268 to get into that. That's a lot. That is, is Tennessee back? Question mark. Next up, we have Texas taking on Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas. That's at uh, Texas is a 6.5-point favorite. They still have their backup quarterback, so I don't know. I still believe in Texas Tech solely off the fact that Patrick – Patrick Mahomes went there, and Cliff Kingsbury used to coach there, so I still think they're good Yeah, in that regards. I guess that's one way to look at it. Uh, we also decided to have uh, number 5, Clemson, at number 21, Wake Forest. That's at 11 a.m. on ABC. Clemson is a 7-point favorite in that one up in Winston-Salem. I'm excited for this one. Um, obviously a big game for you. $73 tickets at Truesfield. Is that a lot? That is a lot for Truesfield, but this one's also on our who's – who you got, but I'm going to say this. I think this is one of – I don't know yet who I'm going to pick yet, but this I think this is one of Wake's best shots at Clemson off the fact that DJ Ungulawe is – he's not him. He's not, no. a, he's not a dude, as we'd say around here. Yeah, and um, just another one of those things where, you know, Dabo Sweeney, I don't think he can do it without a generational talent, a quarterback. And – Wake's offense has been really good when Sam Hartman's been back, and but this is a Wake team that's facing Clemson for one of the first couple times that they've been fully healthy in many years. So get their get a shot at Clemson with that one. But we move on. Yep. Um. Let's see what other good games. This is an interesting week for college football. Um. This is our other game. This is our last college football game on who you got. Uh. Number ten Arkansas taking on number twenty three Texas A and M in Jerry's world. I always love this game every year. Mm-hmm. I love how it's neutral site. They uh, play over in Dallas. Uh, I think that Texas A&M is probably looking to bounce back after kind of what's happened recently. <laughs> it's funny. They only moved up one spot after beating numbers, like, I think, 16 Miami. Yeah, that that, that loss to App State's brutal for them. They're, I'm surprised, actually, they're a favorite in this one. Arkansas has looked like that team so far. Yeah, I really think Arkansas is going to win. I hope that's the case, at least. I think they're at least two points. Wow, that's uh, we got Vandy at Bama, six thirty p.m. on the SEC Network. Bama a forty and a half point favorite. Yeah, I just I don't really imagine have much faith. Imagine, I hope. Imagine I mean, that'd be 
I'm honest. That's probably bigger than App State. <laughs> oh yeah, that's huge. Um, that'd be crazy. Um, Wisconsin and Ohio State, six thirty p.m. on ABC. OSU is a minus eighteen and a half point favorite for this one. So eighteen and a half points were given to the Buckeyes this weekend. That's a decent little spread there, but um, I don't know. What do you think? If Wisconsin can step it up, like oh, Wisconsin's offensive line is always great. I'm not worried about their like ability. It's a matter of fact, can Graham Ertz? I think that's Graham Mertz get the ball where it needs to go for that one. So I still got the Buckeyes in this one, but I think it's going to be closer than people think or Vegas thinks in that regard. So I think Wisconsin can cover. Um, what else do we got here? Kansas. This is an interesting one. Kansas State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's only a 12-and-a-half point favorite in this one. That's wild. I thought that, you know, Oklahoma would be a little more favored, but I guess not. Ooh, this is 8.30 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. Battle of three knows. USC travels to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. Minus six-and-a-half. Our line right now is USC is a six-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, um, USC's probably gonna win, but that's a low spread. That's that's low. That's low for them with USC's firepower in the Pac-12. Tonight is six thirty. West Virginia at Virginia. Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That or Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. A little uh, Thursday night I don't know. Sandman action. I don't know what. I it's it's hard to bet against Virginia Tech at night games at Lane Stadium. I've been there for a. For a late kick, I it wasn't night, but it was like four. It was the the three thirty Eastern spot, so it got mm-hmm. dark in the in the um, later parts of the game. But Lane Stadium is crazy. Even that's a bucket list one for me. It was a crazy experience. I want. I need to go back as like an actual like fan. And said they were playing Wake that game. Probably not the smartest decision to go during that, but it was still fun. I like Virginia Tech a lot. But this West Virginia team, they lost to Kansas. That's a one, that's a big one. That's the big one. But they also played a pit team that's still really good, really closely. Yeah, um, you just don't really know what you're gonna get. But speaking of don't know what you're gonna get, that Virginia—I mean, they lost to Old Dominion, and they beat Boston College. But I—I I think Virginia Tech wins just based off its night a night game at Lane Stadium. But if JT Daniels gets going, I think, and they need a, a bounce back game. West Virginia does. But, yeah, I got Virginia Tech in that one. Yeah, I do too. What else do we got here? Um, let's go to some of the non-ranked ones. Let me look up some of them. We had we, what you said, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, ooh, Virginia at Syracuse. Syracuse has been the um, underrated team so far in the ACC going 3-0 and this year. Sean Tucker, one of the <clears> – <throat> You have one of the better preseason odds for the Heisman among non-quarterbacks. Wait, they changed it from the Carrier Dome to the JMA Wireless Dome? Mm-hmm. Our corporate naming is the death of cool stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got on the agenda? Maryland at Michigan. Maryland pulls the upset. Shows everyone Ooh. who the real UM is. Really? Yeah. You got Maryland? Wow. That'd, be, that'd definitely be something. Especially since an OSU-Michigan Thing right now, OSU's three, Michigan four. That'd be Bro, crazy. Michigan's just fake. McNamara's that guy though, right now though. That guy who lost his starting job to a freshman. No, McNamara's the starting quarterback. I thought. Oh, uh, okay. Well, wait, no, no, no. Sure, I've been giving McCarthy a lot of reps. I thought I thought McCarthy was a quarterback last year. 
Hold on. No, it's McNamara. I gotta go back and check this. I don't. I promise you, mess it up. McNamara. Oh yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy started against UConn. I think he's the starter now. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, right. I missed it the two. Imagine getting bitched two. for a freshman. Couldn't be me. But yeah, um, that's definitely something. Um, where else? What other interesting games? Non-ranked games. Um, TCU at SMU. I always love watching the Texas faith-based institutions face off. Mm-hmm. That'll be at Gerald H. Ford Stadium in Dallas. Two and a half point favorite. Or two point favorite for TCU. Ooh, ooh, this is an UCLA at Colorado. Ooh, I got the big one. Colorado's in the dumps right now. I got a good one. The Fighting Irish going to Chapel Hill. Oh yes, two thirty on ABC. That this would be a big one for Notre Dame. And you, it's hard to say that in terms for Notre Dame's. It's usually the other way around for other teams playing Notre Dame. Right. But this would be a big one for Notre Dame, especially against a North Carolina team that whose defense has been real suspect this year. And I not watch too much of Notre Dame, but I'm gonna guess their strength is their defense side of the ball. Yeah, they just don't really have the talent on offense. Um, Tyler Buckner like hurt out for the year, but wasn't really playing well up to that point. Then Drew Pine has been lackluster at best this year. Everyone's seen the video of Tommy Reese screaming at him from the press box, but I don't know. I'm just I have no confidence in Notre Dame. I don't know what to expect from North Carolina because it's a team that gave up 24 points to FAMU, 61 points to App State, which looks better now than it did back then. Yeah. And then they lost by a touchdown at the um, formerly known as Turner Field against Georgia State. Mm-hmm. So that def- that defense is really bad. Well, I found another good one. That is a very bad defense. But yes, go ahead. The Indiana Hoosiers, whose shirt I'm wearing today, no <laughs> coincidence there. They are traveling over to Cincinnati for a rematch of last year, the second half of this home and home with the Bearcats. What's the line on that one? The line, hopefully my ESPN decides to work. Oh, and it's not. Oh, I got it. Uh, Cincinnati is a 16.5 point favorite. Jeez. But I remember last year listening to this game, trying to like find it on the central Pennsylvania radio waves Ugh. while driving to – uh, State College from Philly last year. My, my dad and I are both big IU guys. We were listening to it, and they did good for a little bit. So that's that's how most teams who played Cincinnati last year. They, yeah. they were in it for a little while, and then that's a good. Um, there's one more game. I just scrolled past it. I wanted to bring it up before we took a break. Oh yes, uh, two thirty, the Battle of the Sun Belt, JMU, first year in Division uh, One uh, football in the Sun Belt, taking on App State, Battle of the Sun Belt. I'm excited for this one. I, I think App State's going to win, but I think it's going to be closer. I think JMU's JMU's was one of the stronger FCS programs, along yeah. with North Dakota State and them. So that's going to be interesting. But that is going to do it for our college football talk. When we come back, we are going to talk about the world of Major League Baseball. You're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the Eagles Nest, everybody. This is our fourth segment of the day. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. Oh, you're, yeah. You're hanging out again still with Griggs and Daniel two hours every Thursday here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We've talked a lot of college football today. Let's take let's take a break from the, the gridiron. Let's move to the diamond. We're talking MLB now. MLB is close to wrapping up. a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Didn't expect that, but that is good, good timing on that one. But let's go quickly through the rankings this week and um, 
starting off in the American League. Yankees look to have wrapped that one up. They are six and a half games. No, no, there's still time. There's still time, but six and a half games with, uh, what, say eight games left? Yeah. Yeah, eight games, not looking too bright for that, the Jays there. Um, Cleveland, Guard, this is, uh, Cleveland Guardians have started to pull away from the Chicago White Sox in the Central. They are have a six-game lead on them, so that one's getting interesting right there. Let's move to the wild card right, real quick in the American League. Right now, the Toronto Blue Jays have a, are up two and a half games of the third team. Tampa Bay is up a half game of the third team, and the Mariners are currently the third team. In the wild for the third wild card spot, they're four games above the Orioles and five and a half above the White Sox. I was rooting for the Orioles a little bit to kind of like beat out either the Rays or the Blue Jays, but not the Mariners. No, no, I I want them to beat out the Mariners. But if they could have, I like them way more than I Mm -hmm. like the Blue Jays, Rays, or especially the Yankees. So I wouldn't have been sad, but the fact that three American League East teams are going to be in this while I'm at home. It's not the vibe. Not not the vibes at all. Even though that's the Mariners, they would snap the longest drought in baseball, I think, for postseason drought. Yeah, I have no problem watching the Mariners play in the postseason. I'm, I'm fine with the Mariners. I don't – that'd be <clears> – out of all the teams currently in the American League, if the Mariners make the postseason, that's probably the team I'm going to cheer for. Yeah, I'll cheer for the Braves probably just because – yeah. I said maybe the – I said the American League. I don't even know who I'm going to uh, cheer uh, in the my East. Fault. No, you're good. Um, let's go now – speaking of the National League, let's move over there now to the East – the, the most tightly contested race now as we enter the last couple games of the season is the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves. The Mets curr- currently hold a one-game lead over the Atlanta Braves, but the Atlanta Braves still have played one less game than the New York Mets, so anything can happen. They have a three-game series next week. That's going to be electric. Mm, that that really is. Truist Field's going to be crazy for that one. I might try to go. We'll Ta- see. Tyler and me were talking about it, but... Well, we're, well, I'll mean him. We talking about that more, um, but then the uh, yeah, so they are one game back of the Mets, with one game in hand, few to go. Uh, the Amer- uh, the NL Central Cardinals look to have wrapped up that division. Uh, the Brewers are seven and a half games back of the Cardinals. Not likely that they take over the Central, but I'm gonna be pretty confident that the Cardinals are gonna get the job done. Uh, and finally, the most out of hand division in baseball, we have the. Um, NL West, the Dodgers are the first team to reach 100 this year, and they are 20 games above the Padres, which is wild to think about in that respect. Yeah, um, everyone picked Dodgers to do really well this year. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably not even going to lose 50 games, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. And the wild card race for that one, the Atlanta Braves currently have already clinched a wild card spot, so they have the one of, at least the one of the wild card spots. The other teams battling for a wild card spot are the San Diego Padres, who are a game and a half above the Phillies, who currently hold the third wild card spot. The Milwaukee Brewers are the only team I think still left in some like chance, with two and a half back of the Phillies. So that might be interesting if Philly go. I think they play the Mets still, so that might be interesting if Philly drops a few of those games. Yeah. Um, very interesting to see, and you know I don't know, I don't know, but I really hope the Braves can beat out the Mets. That's the one thing I really, really want, and everything else this postseason kind of just play out why, how it does. But I don't want Tyler to be sad. I don't care. <laughs> I want AJ Rivera to be sad. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Tyler, you're just a sacrifice. <laughs> um, 
let's just talk about it real quick. Judge. He's getting close to 62. I believe, what is that, the Yankees record? Yeah. The Yan- Who holds it currently? Uh, Babe. Babe. Okay. So he's getting close to that. I think he'll get it just because the pace he's been going at. But he's running out of time, so and he didn't hit one last night. So I hope he doesn't get it. Well, I hope the pool host doesn't get it, so we can agree on that, shake on that. So we hope one of the our rivals don't get one of the records. We just shook our hands on that one, but Albert Pujols is getting close to 700 home runs. What is he at right now? 698. Yeah, 698. If if he goes in the last game of the year and someone's just like soft tossing to him, I'm gonna be so upset. It's gonna happen. I think they have the Pirates last. Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, Dern. But yeah, 60 home runs for Judge. He's about to get paid by Boston. Oh man, that'd be so funny. That'd... Oh, I hope. It oh, we're gonna talk about speaking get payback of... for the Johnny Damon thing. Eighteen years later. Speaking of speaking of Judge, if you caught that sixty home run ball, those kids got a that kid who caught it got a sign bat and a sign ball. I believe probably a picture too. His friends who were with him got sign balls. What are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Like I don't want everyone to hate me, so I wouldn't ask. I for... wouldn't like hold on to it, but I at least yeah. from the Yankees be like, hey, you can. You can cough up some season tickets for a few years. Yeah, what I'm thinking, what I think I'd ask for is I want a signed ball, a signed bat. I want to give it to him, and I want to get a picture with him. And in addition, I want season tickets for life, too. That includes playoff and World Series. And, well, first of all, I wouldn't be at a Yankees game if the Red Sox weren't in town. You could probably sell them for a decent amount. Resale. Resale, yes. Um, yeah, I definitely would have asked for season tickets. I'm, I mean, the guy who caught Brady's ball when Evans threw it into the crowd, he got at least season tickets, I believe, for like two years. That was, cr- he got a sign ball and then two years of season tickets, which I'm at least asking for 10, season, yeah. 10 years of season tickets. If the, if it's the Cubs, I'm asking for life. If it's not my team, don't care too, too much. Yeah. But, but yeah, if I would, I at least would ask the same things you asked for, sign ball, sign bat, get a picture of me giving it to him. Tickets for a certain amount, and then yeah, because I'm like, because I have, because you have all the leverage in that, right? You do. It's like this, the guy who had a rod's ball for a long time. All he asked was like a, mm-hmm, foul ball guy, as a podcast listen to it says. But yeah, he got like for, he held on to a rod's ball for a long time, and he eventually got gave it back, but he got a decent amount for a donation. So yeah, at least he didn't keep money for himself. He also has crazy enough. He has Trout's first home run too. Yeah, which geez, is wild, it's insane. Um. What else can we talk about baseball wise? Okay, so coming down, who both of our team? Let's just do this right now. Both of our teams are out. Yeah, that is a fact. Both officially, of our, my team's been out since like June. Your team's gotten out mathematically, I believe, on like Tuesday night. Yeah, but we've been out of it since mid July. We've been out since at least June. But for two people, I know you're probably gonna be cheering for the Braves. But what are the what are the um, teams would you like to see in a World Series matchup? Out of the NL, I'd really like to see the Braves run it back just because it's been so long since that's happened. And it's going to happen eventually, Mm -hmm. so I'd like for it to be a team that I like. Then out of the AL, ooh, I want it to be the Yankees. I want the Braves to to lose the first two games. I want the Yankees to be up 2-0, and then I want the Braves to take it the rest of the way, win in six, get recompense for 1996 all these years later when they sent out Fulton County Stadium on a bad note. 
if back to back years the Braves are playing the in the World Series against the two teams I would cheer for the Braves for in the World Series, I may not survive. I can't stand the Yankees or the Astros last year. But oh man, our friend Connor is never going to hear the end of it if the Yankees were to do that. I like Connor though. I love Connor. Connor's great. I just don't like Yankees fans. Um, for me, this is an interesting one. Out of the American League, as it stands right now, teams who are currently either clinched or are in, I'm going to go to the Mariners. It's just been so long. Seattle uh, has not had a lot of good sports luck come their way in a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, last time the Mariners made the postseason, there was an NBA team in Seattle. Holy crap. Yeah, that's a long time. Wow. I didn't realize that. It's a long... I forget they have a Super Bowl about 10 years ago, but... Yeah, I'd do anything for a Super Bowl. I mean, we said... We were we were our, uh, talking to some jungle people, and we said that we'd rather our professional teams, whether it be the Saints or the Panthers, and that was the main topic, Saints or Panthers or Auburn. they were going to string us up. Yeah, they were They were, They were. were mad. I'm like, but like... And then the other day, uh, yeah, but... What would you do for a Panthers Super Bowl? I don't even know. I feel How like how far I, are you willing to go? I feel like I gave up all my good sports, like juju, in that early to mid two thousand. One of the run. most insane thing I'm willing to do for a Saints Super Bowl. What would you do? I'm willing to eat two gallons of jambalaya. Wow! Over the course of two weeks. If the Panthers win, a, if the Panthers ever win a Super Bowl, while I'm here at Auburn, I will eat a big bow box by myself. I will get a Bojangles. Big bow box by myself, and I will force myself to eat it. Hey, we should go get Bojangles Sunday before the game. Man, I sh- we'll get to that later. I'm not confident in that. Yeah. So, don't, come on. I won't be mean. Maybe, but, yeah, 2001 was the last time the um, Mariners were in the postseason. So, it's crazy. I'm going with the Mariners, the team I'm rocking with in the American League. And if they don't make it in, I'll cheer for the Orioles. Because no one thought the Orioles were given a 0.000% chance to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to be on the outside looking in. I think they are, too. ESPN gives them a 0.7% chance of making it. Yeah, there's just not much time. And the National League. As long as the Mets or Dodgers don't win, I'll be content. I know I think our first episode back, I said I want the Cardinals, or I said I think the Cardinals are going to win. I mean, obviously the Cardinals are going to be in the playoffs, and they're likely going to be playing the Braves or Mets, probably the Mets in a wild card round. But I don't know. I just don't see the Cardinals really taking control, and I think they're going to be a first-round exit. I'm going for the New York Mets in the National League. Griggs. And here's my reason why. Here's my reason why. I do not like the Cardinals. That is my number one. That is the number one rival to my team, the Cubs. You know that. Mm-hmm. I do not like the Dodgers because I think they're like a, uh like they're like Paris Saint Germain in soccer. They buy up all the good players and they've never really won. We're not counting the twenty twenty year. That does not count. They played no. like sixty games and they played the same teams. Plus, they paid um, Kevin Cash to pull out Blake Snell. The Brewers, I do not like them as well. I don't like the Braves. I just the fact that growing up in the South. Being a diff- not fan of not the Braves, every I mean the Braves are the Southeast team. They're the only team for like ten states, which is yeah. wild to think about because no one cares about Florida baseball. That's why no. the Braves are thinking about moving. So I can't stand the Braves. They already won one last year. I want the Mets. I already told Tyler I'll cheer for the Mets for him, even though after the Cubs swept them, I texted him. I didn't even make fun of him. I'm like, bro, 
what's going on. <laughs> and but yeah, but I want the Mariners to win that one. Well, I don't. I'd rather the Mets win the the National League. I want the Mariners to win the whole thing, even though. My White Sox World Series prediction at 3.8% currently chance of getting to the playoffs. Not looking too good right now. So, but that is that. But that will do it for our MLB talk. When we get back, the National Football League, we're going to be talking some ball with the boys. You're listening to the Eagles Nest on a Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Daniel Locke. Alongside me, as always, Griggs Blankenberg. In the first hour of the show, we recapped the Auburn-Penn State catastrophe. We previewed the Auburn-Missouri, hopefully not catastrophe. We talked about major, no, college football, week four. Then we talked about major league baseball. And now it is time for the National Football League. NFL is king. Yes. Let us start last. Let's just start Thursday since we talked. This one was a big game. Chargers Chiefs. Chiefs won that one 27 to 24. Justin Herbert may have broken some ribs or hurt himself, but the Chiefs are still legit. People thought they'd take a big step backwards without Tyreek Hill, and they're still cooking. Yeah, I don't think Tyreek Hill has as much to do with the success as we were kind of led to believe. Mm hmm. Uh,. Final score on Sunday: Jets Browns. Joe Flacco throws less than sixty, less than fifty-nine passing attempts. Throws for three hundred and seven yards, four touchdowns, and the Jets come back and they beat the Browns. Wow, dude, this game was electric. Um, I was talking to Michaela Kelly, who's uh the assistant sports director at Eagle Eye. She's a Jets fan. She's from New York, and yeah, we just had a good conversation about it. This team looks really, really good right now. And I don't think they're legit this year, but I think they can definitely get there. And they don't even have Zach Wilson yet. No. Even though Joe Flacco is still elite. Bro, Joe Flacco is good. Mm-hmm. Um, other games. Uh, Commanders 27, Lions 36. Amara St. Brown is really good. Oh, yeah, that is that guy. And I feel like he's going to take over as one of the best receivers in the league pretty soon. <laughs> um, let's just get this one out of the way. Panthers 16, Giants 19. Um, it's okay, dude. Daniel Jones is very good. I've lost to Daniel Jones. It's okay. Uh, it's not Daniel Jones. It's Graham Gano kicking four, four field goals in my face. But Daniel Jones had to set it up. I mean, he only had 176 yards. 176 dang good yards. It's whatever. I'm just not. I'm just out of it with the Panthers. They just continue to disappoint me week after week. They'll Maybe they can trade to do for it. Daniel Jones. Um, I couldn't imagine. He's really good. People would be asking for an ownership change. Why? I would be thrilled to have Daniel Jones on the Saints right now. All right, let's move to that. Saints ten, Bucks twenty. Um, who's healthy on the Saints now? Uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think we're gonna have uh, what's his face, Paulson Adebo back. Um, hopefully we do better this week, cause we got pummeled. Like the scoreboard doesn't look that bad, but no, it was way worse. And how are we gonna let a 45 year old washed man with no receivers and no offensive line beat us? Like how? How did they lose? He did have one receiver until the receiver threw some. Nasty right hooks. I hate that guy. I hate Mike Evans. 
but that that forty five year old man won a Super Bowl at forty three. So, but I mean, real quick, this rivalry has definitely overtaken the. Well, this one's because it's not forced by the NFL. Because here's the thing: no one cared about the Bucks before Tom Brady went there. Let's keep that. Let's keep that. Let's keep that real for a minute. Nobody cared about the Bucks, but there was far and few between Bucks fans. Now, when the Bucks are good, this is not a forced rivalry because the uh, NFL never had to force a Bucks rivalry on anyone. My out of maybe out of, maybe a Florida team, I don't know. So this one isn't forced. But every time, like the last time, like the one with Jameis Winston on Tampa, pointing at um, who was it, Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore, and Mike Evans just comes up behind him and just shoves him. So really bad. The Marshawn Lattimore Mike Evans rivalry is it, it's going to get to the level of OBJ Josh Norman. OBJ, I feel like it's already passed OBJ it. Josh Norman, um, Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson. Yes. Oh, that was good. Not to that point yet because they've not ripped each other's helmets off. And there's nothing I love more than a a wide receiver and a cornerback who hate each other, and who play like in the same division. Moving on from that one, uh, Patriots get their first win of the season, 17-14 over uh, Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers. Mac Jones goes for 252 yards and a touchdown with Nelson Aguilar. Six receptions, 110 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, um, and Mac Jones didn't look bad. He didn't. He looked okay. Yeah. Serviceable. Mm-hmm. Agreed on that one. Um, but dude, Mitch Trubisky's back. Back or bad? Back. The MVP is just great. Pretty soon he's going to get an MVP as well. Just great coaching by Mike Tomlin, and they're going to get this team going in the right direction. And the offense runs through Mitch Trubisky, mm. and that's not a bad spot to be in. Like I don't know why so many people make fun of Mitch Trubisky because this guy can play football. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Mitch Trubisky. Is a good quarterback. He is. He's not great. He's good. He he's can good. get the job done. He's you got can. The, I, this is a stat I brought up every time. If you can get Matt Nagy to the playoffs twice. That that says something. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky is better than Dak Prescott. I said it. I'm thinking of letting that process for a second. Letting it marinate. Yeah, I agree with that. Mitch Trubisky is better than Dak Prescott. He is. And Dak for Prescott, a fraction of the price. Because Dak Prescott's been given all those weapons thrown. I mean. Mitch Trubisky's best receiver in Chicago, like Allen Robinson. Yeah. Now it's – And Mitch can get it done with anyone. Mm-hmm. All he needs is a good defense. He can carry the offense alone. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one. Final on this one, 24 – Jaguars 24, Colts 0. Uh, Colts continue their home win streak versus the Colts, which is now 8. The Jaguars have an 8-game winning streak against the Colts in Jacksonville. 24 nothing shutout. Trevor Lawrence, 235 yards, two touchdowns on 25 of 30. I've never seen a Jaguars look so well coached in my football fandom life. Besides the year they made to the ASD championship, I'd agree with you on that. That one. was good. That was that was incredible. Um, Matt Ryan, not good. No, I could I could have told him that. Anyone could have told him that. <laughs> Three picks, man. And he, oh, man, like this is, it's just kind of sad because I like Matt Ryan. He's, of those Falcons teams, he was always my favorite player. But I hate, sorry, I'm very tired. I hate seeing Matt Ryan have to play with this team. He was doing better in Atlanta. 
Ooh, we have some breaking news out of college, the world of college sports. LSU has been given their penalties for, I believe, only football, and they've been given a one year of probation. Oh, wow. That's it? One year of probation. Um, Looking through this other stuff. Um, a reduction of seven evaluation days for football. They already self-imposed that. So that's just for football. So I don't think that's come out for basketball yet because basketball is going to – that's just for football. So I don't know what basketball is going to get. That's going to be crazy. Do you think Will Wade's going to jail? I mean, he's on wiretap from the FBI. And why do you have to jinx ESPN every time? Every time after you say it on air, ESPN's not working for you. Mine just starts not working as well. We are a Fox Sports podcast. Uh, Where else? We I'm now on – CBS moving to there. Um, 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 um. Oh, yes, Dolphins-Ravens. Dolphins scored 28 points in the fourth quarter against the Ravens to come back in that one. Tua Tungavailoa, 469 passing yards and six touchdowns. That's not that impressive. I'm kidding. It's, that's incredible for Tua, especially in a contract year. You can do that against the Ravens, and now you're 2-0 in your division. Yeah, maybe he's not made of glass anymore. Maybe he can throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Yeah. Um, but Screen yeah. passed uh, Jerry Judy and let him do all the work. Tyreek Hill, 190 yards, two touchdowns. My word. That's incredible. And Jalen Waddle also has not shown up since he wasn't the top receiver on the team the other day. But Waddle had 11 catches for 171 yards and two touchdowns. And we haven't even gotten to the gritty king Mike Gusecki yet. Oh. Oh my goodness, that was that was brutal. Oh hey, my! Hey, he said it looked good in his hotel room. You're practicing the gritty in your hotel room. That's incredible. Oh man, where else can we turn now? We've already done a lot of these games. Ooh, this was an interesting one. Falcons versus Rams. Rams 31, Falcons 27. It was 28 to three at one point. 28 to three in a part of the third quarter. Falcons almost lifted the curse, man. But they almost reverse comeback. They almost reverse Falcons. They had, yeah, they almost. Um, uh, Mariota throws an interception right late to Jalen Ramsey, and that kind of sealed the deal. But the Falcons have looked better this year, and a lot of people were, I think, thinking they were supposed to. Battle the battle of the Ophers in the NFC South is going to be crazy. Like week, like seven. <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm excited for. To watch what this Falcons team can do. Not against me, but yeah. Against me. Uh, Seahawks 7, 49ers 27. Trey Lance out for the year, but again, I said this in the last. Jimmy G's still decent. He's not. He, he got you the, to the NFC Championship game last year. I've never seen an athlete done so dirty in my life. Who, Jimmy G? Yes. Yeah. This is the man who took that same team to a Super Bowl, and he's taken to the NFC Championship as well. And what has Trey Lance done? Nothing. I, again, I, I think I said this last week. They forced Trey Lance because they had they had to get, do something with him because they drafted him so high, and then they realized, hey, maybe drafting like maybe like the uh the Packers, hey, drafting a quarterback in the first round. Granted, Trey Lance is like the fourth overall pick when you have a decent quarterback already. May not be the best idea. No, like why not get another wide receiver or a running back mm-hmm. or an offensive lineman? Agreed. Or a DB. Uh, this one now we have to speed up a little bit. Uh, Cardinals Raiders twenty nine twenty three. Uh, Kyler Murray, um, not affected by the Call of Duty curse. 
That is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you like. Is he it de- true? He definitely knows. Is it true in his contract that like they limit the amount of video games he can play? No, they originally said he had to watch a certain amount of film oh, per week. Okay, they that's lifted, what it they was. lifted that. Um, Cowboys twenty, Bengals seventeen. Bengals aren't good. It's, like when I think of someone being to- like told like, "Hey, man, don't play so many video games." I'm thinking of like a mom talking to her nine-year-old son, not an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Since I've been there, I'm sure you have too at some point in your childhood when one of your parents is like, all right, that's enough Xbox for today. Mm-hmm. That was me when I first got WWE 2K14. Mm. It's my all-time favorite video game. But, yeah, like everyone's parents do that. But the general manager of an NFL team telling his starting franchise quarterback, like that's just sad. Mm-hmm. Like at some point you've got to grow up. Indeed. Um, trying. We have time for one more game. Um, let's just do this one. Bears Packers. Packers twenty seven. Bears ten. That was Sunday night football. Justin Fields. That was an interesting usage of him by the Bears. He goes. Um, where was his game split stats? Um, seven eleven for seven for eleven yards. seventy yards and an interception. I know Zach Card, who is the sports director over at Eagle Eye TV, is listening. He's a big Bears guy. I'm sorry, buddy. That. They had a chance, man. Going into the second quarter, they were winning. And then the Packers decided to score 21 points in the second quarter. Not great. But no. better than it has been in years past. But that is going to do it for our Week 2 NFL recap. When we come back, we're still talking football. We're talking about this week in the NFL, Week 3 of the NFL. You're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the Eagles Nest, everybody. Again, you're hanging out with Craig and Daniel here in the Melton Student Center in the Bradley Basin Studios on Weagle 91.1 FM. We are talking about the NFL on our last segment, and we are continuing to talk about the NFL in this segment. We are now going into week three of the NFL. Let's just get it started right away. Tonight on uh. Amazon. We have the Browns minus four taking on the Steelers. That game's going to be at seven fifteen on Prime. Yeah, um, the Prime game this past week that we were watching in here while producing the club hockey game was the first time I'd watched it on that. It was interesting, I guess. They did a good job. Yeah, it's just weird. I'm just not a big fan of like limiting the people who can watch it. You know, it's smart though. Oh, you can act, people can like if it's like a hometown game, they're like putting it on like like regular TV. I think they oh, have okay. like deal something like that. But like gotcha. for national, they're. But the thing that's interesting about this is though, Amazon's genius for this, because usually during games when you go to commercial. What do you do, Daniel? Go get uh, Welch's gummies. Or with the TV, if you're still at the TV, you don't leave the TV. What are you doing? You just watching the commercials? Yeah, normally, honestly, yeah. I'm sw- really okay. I'm usually switching games, just games. But they're genius in that because. It's on Amazon. You're on your computer or TV. You have to stay there. You can't like log. You don't log out of the TV and go find something else. True. So they got that one figured out. And I like Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels. Uh, I do too. That's an interesting combo, especially with Al Michaels, one of the goats for play-by-play. And then you have Kirk Herbstreit, who's one of the best in college uh, color commentary. So that's interesting to see him team up with that. Yeah. Um, Ravens-Patriots this Sunday. That's going to be in... At Gillette Stadium, Ravens are a three-point favorite in that one. Ravens need a bounce back after that horrible ending of last week's game. They do, and I think they're going to get it here. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate to say it, I just don't think the Patriots are that good. 
I think Bill Belichick needs to retire. Yeah, it's getting close to there. But they won last week, but, yeah, it's still. Now, this is the game, I think, probably game of the week, honestly, so far this season. 12 o'clock on CBS this Sunday. Or 12, um, yeah, it's 12 Central. Uh, Bills taking on the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Both 2-0. and Bills are a six-point favorite in this one. I want to go to a game in Miami so bad. That stadium just looks cool. It looks cool, but, like, at least for Miami, like, Hurricanes games, it's empty. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I'm really glad that, you know, we have an on-campus stadium mm-hmm. here at Auburn because I feel like that really kills the vibe. At least not even that. I mean, the campus, like, Wake's campus uh, stadium is, like, five minutes off campus. Theirs is, like, yeah. 40. Right. Which right. is horrible. So. Like, UCLA as well, that theirs is an hour. That is it? And in, you have to deal with L.A. traffic as well. Maybe that's why UCLA has, like, a 1,000, 5,000 fans show up. Yeah, all of a sudden, a 10-minute walk doesn't sound so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be thankful. Um, Bengals-Jets. Ooh, I'm excited. Bengals are still a minus six-point favorite in this one, but... Too much. Too much. I, I like the Jets, honestly, in this one. Yeah, I'm going I, with the Jets. I like Joe Burr, but I like the Bengals, too, but... I just think they're in a weird spiral right now. Yeah, and the Jets are back. Mm-hmm. Lions at Vikings. This is they, remember, this is a regular time game. Sun's still out, so Kirk Cousins will not have the prime time heebie jeebies. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Dan Campbell goes to Minneapolis and shows him who's boss. I still like the Vikings in this one, but I do think six points is too much. I think the Lions are gonna cover, but I like the Vikings this one. I, I mean they still got Justin Jefferson. I mean, yeah. Kirk Cousins, all Kirk Cousins has got to do is just throw it up, and he can try to get to it. Yeah, th- that guy is good, and he's got the coldest gritty in the NFL. I thought that was Mike Gesicki. Yeah, oh, no, that was terrible. <laughs> what other games can we talk about? Let's just talk about all of them. Texans, Bears. Bears a minus two and a half favorite versus the Texans. I can't wait to watch this. I'm so glad that I have red zone. Man, that game might not show up at all. This on is going to be a barn burner. That game might not show up at all. I hope we get a tie, I, a zero-zero tie. I got the Bears, but imagine the Texans tie. Is it team since NFL started doing ties again? I can't. When the NFL started doing ties again, uh, I feel like it was like 2010-ish. I want to say you're right about that time. I've ne- since that time though, I've never seen a team with two ties. Yeah, me neither. What else do we got this weekend? Uh, Chiefs-Colts. Chiefs are going up to Lucas Oil Stadium. They are a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Matt Ryan and the Colts. It's going to be fun. I got the Chiefs in that one. But Jonathan, the NFL started doing ties in 1974. When are they? I, f- I feel like that. But I think, oh, I remember what it was. Uh, you couldn't win on a field goal until, like, 2010. Or like gotcha. until, you could win on a field goal until like 2010. So that's so why there's first score period. Yeah, that's terrible. I remember that. That's even worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got this week? Uh, this is an, mm, this is an interesting one. Two teams that made the playoffs last year. Uh, Raiders Titans both 0 and two. They're going. It's going to be in Nashville. Raiders are a two point favorite in this one. Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to kill them. Really? Yeah, I have zero confidence in the Tennessee Titans right now. Zero. None. Nada. 
I like. I think the Raiders are going to win still, but I don't know, man. They still got Derrick Henry, but I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill at all. Yeah, me neither. And the one everyone cares about, the one people are looking forward to most, it is the Saints versus the Panthers this Sunday at the bank. Saints are a minus, or Saints are a three-point favorite. Jameis Winston limited in practice yesterday, so interesting to see how that one's going to work out. Yeah, um, definitely not a good sign. But you're playing the Panthers, so that's a good sign. Yeah, man, you have no confidence. Why? I mean, we can't beat the Giants. What makes you think we're going to beat the Saints? I don't know. It's it's going to be 85 degrees at kickoff. Ooh, it's nice from Charlotte weather. Mm-hmm. That, I yeah, I don't really got too much. Are you going to go to a Panthers game this year? I plan on it. I hope to. When I get, um, when I go back to Charlotte for fall break, I think I'm going to go to one. Even though we're going to be playing the 49ers and we're going to get destroyed. But yeah, maybe not. Probably. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking about on that one. But that game's gonna be interesting. I'll be able to watch it without going to Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that because it's on local TV here. Since the Falcons, I believe, have the late game or something. Yes, they do play the late game up in Seattle. So take your wins where you can get them. I'm taking that one. Where else? What else we got now? Um, Eagles versus the Commanders. Eagles. Can they extend that lead in the NFC East anymore? Yeah, they definitely can. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurst is pretty good until the playoffs. I think that's when he's going to choke. But I feel like the Eagles are that team. But they, do they give him a contract if he does the same thing like you said? They play well in the regular season, but he struggles in the postseason. Yeah. If he's convincing, he'll get a contract. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, who else is there who's better? Yeah, and just the draft is just so... This year for the draft is interesting because Bryce Young hasn't looked the same as he was last year, but it is what it is. Jaguars at Chargers. Chargers minus seven. This game's going to be in SoFi in California. I've got the Chargers in this one, as I believe most people do. I do too, but that Jaguars defense looked pretty good against the Colts. They did. And I don't know, Justin Herbert's still iffy, so I know he's going to play, but... I feel like an iffy Justin Herbert's better than a Matt Ryan. Yeah, you're probably right. Or you mean um two uh you mean Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. I'm confused. Uh I mentioned this game a little bit earlier. Uh Falcons Seahawks. Um Hawks. This game's uh toss up lines even right now. Yeah, that that is just so bad. Is anyone gonna watch this game? No. I don't think no. I don't no one cares about this one. Um, Packers Bucks. That's gonna be on Sunday at three twenty five on Fox. Bucks are a one point favorite taking on the Packers. Do what's the Bucks receiver status wise? I know Evans is out. I don't know about Evans Godwin. Is out. I think Godwin's still hurt. One point without Godwin and Evans seems but then the Packers yet again are iffy at receiver. Granted it was a lot better when they got Alan Lazard back. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the Packers, though. I think so, too. I, the Buccaneers usually drop one of these games early. Or since the Tom Brady stuff, they've dropped one of these games early to a decent team. Um, Rams-Cardinals uh, at State Farm Stadium. Uh, Cardinal uh, Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm taking the Cardinals in that one. Mm-hmm. Stafford's just – I mean, Cooper Cup still looked good last week, but Stafford's just, just looked iffy this year with his shoulder 
surgery they got this offseason. I wonder how much Call of Duty uh, Kyler Murray's played this week. I mean, it's a home game, so he doesn't have to travel, so he gets to oh keep the same. God. That's I think that's the reason why they won last week, because he didn't get to bring his whole setup with him. <laughs> think smarter, not harder, people. They need to schedule a 17 road games. Now, this game on Sunday night is... I don't even know what to think about it. It's 49ers at the Broncos. But uh, 49ers are a point-and-a-half favorite in this one. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to be rooting for. I think the 49ers are going to win just because the fact that I don't think Mr. Unlimited has been too good this year. And yeah. for the receivers you got, that young receiver core that he has that is pretty good, he's not shown me too much to believe in them so far. Bronco Nation. Let's, Let's ride. Uh, final game, Monday night on ABC. Oh, Cow- my God. <laughs> Cowboys at Giants, where Cooper Rush tries to go for 3-0 and in his starting career versus Daniel Jones and the Giants. That's in the Meadowlands at MedLife Stadium. Um, Daniel Jones by a million. I'm going the boys. You gotta believe in Cooper Rush. I don't. I believe in Daniel Jones. I believe in Cooper Rush. All right, then. Um, anything else you want to say about the NFL before we hit the break? It's gonna be a good week. Let's get after it. If you guys banged up, good practice. Keep pounding. Who dat? And that is gonna do it for our NFL segment. When we come back, let's talk some golf. Let's golf. Do it when, we, when we get back, you're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle ninety one point one FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me is Griggs Blankenberg. And now it is time for something that everyone loves or should love, the President's Cup. Daniel, being real golf fans like we are, talking to people who may not be familiar with golf, what is the President's Cup? The President's Cup is a tournament that happens every other year? Every other year. Every other year. And it is the U.S. team, the best golfers from the U.S., versus the international team, the best golfers from everywhere else in the world. and Minus Europe. Minus Europe. Minus Europe. And every like every two years, it'll be in America. Or they alternate. Um, they either play at a beautiful course in the United States. This year, it is Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina, somewhere where Griggs has been. I know well. And um, then it'll be... On the other years, it'll be a beautiful golf course elsewhere in the world. I think lastly, it was in Australia, I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, Australia. But yes, the teams. Let's go through the teams real quickly. For the international team, we have the captors Trevor Ilman, out of, I believe, Australia, if I'm correct. Uh, the roster is as follows for the international team. Hideki Matsuyama, Masters winner of 2021. Uh, Sun J M, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Mito Pereira, Adam Scott, Taylor Pendrith, Sebastian Munez, Siwoo Kim. Love this guy. Mm-hmm. Cam Davis, Christian Bizenhunt, and K.H. Lee. All so right. I know some of these players. Not yeah. a lot, but Hideki Matsuyama is still pretty good from what I remember. Yeah. And, and then want me to do the American team? Go for it. All right. So we have Patrick Cantlay, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, War Eagle Justin, I know you're listening, mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, Xander Schaffield, Tony Finau, Cameron Young. Go Deeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy Horschel, Colin Morikawa, Kevin Nisser, Max Hama, and my favorite golfer in the entire world, Jordan Spieth. Max Hama? Homa. Uh, my fault. 
I like Max a lot. It's okay. I'm U.S. has got some good guys on. They could have had Will Zalatoris too if he didn't have that problem. But I like Colin Morikawa is one of my favorite golfers. Yeah, I like Colin. He seems like a good guy. That team is captained by Davis Love the Third. I'm trying to see. They have their assistant captain somewhere. I wanted to see that. Oh, they're the captains at the top of the sheet. Mm-hmm. I was looking for that. Trying to figure out who the – I know some of the assistant captains, but not all of them. But, yes, those are the main teams for this year. But the one factor that people are leaving out for is, of course, as it always is in golf, right, as for the last six months, it's the Live Tour. Live yeah. Tour players – President's Cup is run by the PGA, so obviously – Live golfers have, are, have not been allowed to compete in this event. That mainly affects the international team. And no Patrick Reed. Woohoo! Think about it, though, for, for the Americans, though, I think the only player they would have had on that team from who the guys have gone to live, I'm, I'm a guess, Dustin Johnson. Oh, yeah. That's DJ, about it. Likely Patrick Reed, I think. Maybe. He's not really done much, though, in the past. I don't know. I'm happy but about the it. International team's the one that took the big hit. If you're thinking about it, you got Cam Smith, you got um who else from the international? Uh Abraham Answer from Mexico. Yeah. There's one more Australian. Or South African. Um Charles uh Charles Schwartzel? Yes. Yes, that's him. Also, I forgot speaking of live, I forgot a couple weeks till a couple weeks ago. Bubba Watson's on live. Really? I, comple- I completely forgot about oh, he that. He has a candy shop in Pensacola. Yeah, but that threw me for a whirlwind. But yes, the international team is not as good as it has been in years past because of Liv. U.S. is predicted to take a victory at a one of the most beautiful golf courses, I think, in America, at Quail Hollow, hosted the PGA back where your guy, JT, or War Eagle JT, won back in 2017. Uh, and so a lot of experience on this roster. I mean, Max Homa won the tournament a few years back at Quail yeah. Hollow, so they have two guys who have played this course and know it well on the U.S. team. Um, trying to think of what for golf. Um, the U.S. might be poised for a route. That's that's what I'm thinking. It's curse you live golf and all you've caused for the President's Cup. Yeah. But I think it's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch some of it because I like golf. I've gotten more into golf since I've gotten to college. Not like playing golf, even though I really want to do that, but more the fact of I've been just watching more of it, like Sunday afternoons type of yeah. stuff. To play golf, you need two things, time and money. I have neither. And then, then to play golf well, you need skill and be able to control your emotions, which I, yeah, am I don't not, have, yeah, that I may have that either. Um, but what, um, for golf, um, last week um, – did you see last the PGA Tour event last week? Yes. That was all time um Danny Willett. That was that was brutal. Three putting when you're like five feet from the hole yeah. to lose. And then Max Homa, who's on Team USA, chips in off the green to at the time he would have been one stroke um he was one stroke down. So Willett misses the first putt. They're tied. And Willett misses the first putt, he's okay. Misses the second putt, they're tied. And then he hits the three putt, and that means he lost. Yeah. So it was it was some. That was definitely not. And then Cam Smith over Liv. He won the. Where were where were Liv golf last year? I don't, um. I don't know. It, Liv Would that golf have been Danny Willett's first win since the sixteen Masters. I think so. I completely forgot he won the Masters. Wow. I think he won Quail Hollow once. 
Yeah, whatever. I just I know he won the Masters because that was the year that Spieth died on twelve. Oh yeah, that was. He wasn't hadn't been the same since until a few years back, or I think last year where he won that tournament. Yes, that was good. Um, I'm trying to think of where like else. Oh, it was the Chicago. Um, Cam Smith won in Chicago, the Live Golf. Gotcha. But Live Golf's interesting. They're pushing. I think their next step is they got to get those TV rights. Yes. And once they take off, Apple's already told them no. I could potentially maybe see Fox. That's the one people are throwing around most because Fox ended up giving back their coverage. They originally had the coverage of the U.S. Open, and they gave that to NBC. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. And Greg Norman, the the face of Liv, the chairman, whatever you call it, he used to work for um, for Fox uh, for golf, and then he got canned. So there's that maybe a little bit better, like, hey, you guys fire me, but now you guys are paying me all this money for my product. So <laughs> I know another guy who's saying that right now, Gus Malzahn. <laughs> Auburn, Auburn, Auburn circles back to everything. It seems like yes, Auburn, everything comes back to it. Um, but President's Cup, or let's just do this for golf. Who you already said your favorite golfer? What are your favorite tournaments, non-majors to watch, or favorite courses to watch? Okay, I really like the FedEx St. Jude Invitational at TPC Southwind in Memphis. Hmm. My dad and I went in 2019 with my dad's college buddy Gene and his son David. Just or maybe it was Ben. I don't know. He has two sons. I can't confuse. <laughs> Anyways, um, my, my dad will probably text me here in a second and confirm which son was there. But uh, back to the task at hand. I love that course. Great food. Phenomenal barbecue. Mm. And a course I really want to go to is TPC Boston in uh, Norton, Massachusetts. It's actually closer to Providence than Boston, but TPC Providence doesn't have the same ring to it. And plus, people don't want to go to Providence. <laughs> Um, I really want to go to Quail Hollow, uh, a tournament there. It'll be a lot of fun. I was really upset last. Speaking, of, I'm just gonna come real quick. I was really upset because in the past I've like volunteered in, like the ticket office and stuff like that for Quail Hollow. I was texting them back and forth and like, hey, like, because I realized I'd be back from school like the same weekend as the Wells Fargo. I'm like texting them like mm. people I've worked with. I'm like, hey, if you guys need someone to come help in the ticket booth this weekend, I can help and come deal and help you with that. And they're like, oh, you didn't see? I'm like, huh? Like we moved the Wells Fargo somewhere this year, so to get ready for the Presidents Cup, and I was like, because the last two Wells Fargo tournaments I've worked, that was 2019 and 2021. Yeah, so I've worked the, both of those, so it's been fun, but beautiful course. Yeah. Then another one I really want to go to is um, Beth Page Black in mm-hmm. New York. Yes, that is, seems like impossible. Yeah, it's impossible in the video game for me. Oh, I've already been to Quill Hollow. I love Quill Hollow. Just the fact that, A, I'm so close to it. I could park at a friend's house and walk onto the course. Shout out Daniel. Uh, my friend, other, my other friend Daniel. Oh, I was confused. Yeah, I was about, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really, the course I love, I've never seen, I've been there, but I've never seen like the tournament played there, is the Hilton Head. Yes. That is a very gorgeous course. Uh, it's like in like a, the Hilton Head course is weird because it's in like a gated community type of thing. But then it's, like, uh, all this, like, stuff happening in there. So I don't really know how to describe it too much. Um, oh, Pebble Beach. also want to do that. Yeah, Go to that too. one. That seems like a fun time. And then even though it would be crazy hot, but I want to go to the 16th hole at uh, the Waste Management. Yeah, that'd, that'd be Because cool. that's, like, the rowdiest one in golf. And I've never seen a hole-in-one in that course until into that hole until, like, last year when two people made it the same weekend. They're throwing all the cans and stuff on there. 
That was wild. Yeah, I'm sure I'll probably get out there at some point. And then the last one, I think, uh, the players down in Florida. That iconic 17th. Yeah, I want to go to I want to go to TBC Sawgrass so bad. And I really want. Well, I definitely want to go to the Masters. Never been. Yeah, but I'm sure it'll happen for both happen of us at some eventually. point. But anything else that I can think of for golf? Nope. I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. But yeah, that's gonna do it for our golf. When we come back. I know it's sad. It's our final segment of the day, but it's everyone's favorite. It's who you got, and that's coming up right after the break on the Eagles Nest, which is on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me today, and as always, Greg Splankenberg. Loaded show today. We talked about Auburn, Penn State. talked about Auburn, Missouri. talked about week four in college football. Then we talked about MLB. Then we talked about weeks two and three of NFL. Then we talked about the President's Cup and just miscellaneous golf stuff. Now we are going to close it out with everyone's favorite who you got? Everyone's favorite. It's been a staple of the show. It's been the only segment we've done every single show since we've been together. People forget that. Yes. But now let's just go ahead and kick it right into that. Last week, we said it on the show, one of us was going to suffer a lot, and one of us was going to triumph. Mr. Locke was the one who triumphed as I went 0-4 in college, and I ended up going 2-8 and on the week. Not my best showing, but Daniel ended up going 6-4 and with that one. Since he went three and one, four and one college football, and ones. yeah, not bad, not bad. But now I, feel like I got smoked in the NFL though. I didn't do too well in the NFL either. It's all good. But now let us kick it, move it on to the NFL. Let's move, kick it to who you got. I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. Let's go college football. There's three ranked matchups this weekend. Rank be ranked, and we're gonna do all three of them. First up, Clemson at Wake Forest. This game is gonna be on 11 a.m. on ABC. Daniel, who you got? Griggs, I'm really sorry to do this, and I would love to pick Wake. I just can't bring myself to. I'm going to have to go with Clemson. I understand that. It's okay. I'm going Wake. I think they're healthy. This Clemson offense is terrible. If Wake's defense can get to DJ and stop Will Shipley, who's really good, he went to high school near me, I think Wake's got a shot, and I think they can do it. So I'm going Wake. They're healthy, and this is the first time they've played them fully healthy in a long time with fans. They did that same in 2020, but that didn't count. Um, next up, 2.30 p.m., CBS, Florida taking on Tennessee. That's going to be on CBS. Daniel, who you got? You know, I'm going to have to take Florida. I'd like to take Tennessee, hmm. but I just don't really buy them quite yet. If they beat Florida, I will. But I think this Florida team's good. I think Billy Napier's done a great job this year, and I think Florida's going to go into <clears throat> Neyland Stadium and pull off the upset. You think coming hmm, really? Florida, I wasn't expecting that one, so – Tennessee beats at, wins at Pittsburgh. That's not good. No, it, it's okay, but that's just. You think they're gonna bounce back after losing Kentucky two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like we're fooling ourselves. We're gonna talk about Pittsburgh like it's some great atmosphere. I mean, that was a wait. That wasn't a rapper. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, but I'm gonna go Tennessee on this one. I think they're Hendon Hooker's been a great quarterback for the Volunteers. Anthony Richardson's he uh, not him. Not him, not Cam. Whenever someone gets compared to Cam in the next game, they just yeah start to suffer. There's only one Cam. Mm-hmm. And I've got Tennessee. Next up, I believe this is the Saturday night game on ABC. It's Arkansas versus A&M. That's at, in Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. Daniel, who do you got? I've got Arkansas, and I can't wait for this game. I'm definitely going to watch it. 
It's always one of my favorite yearly neutral site matchups. I think it's only the I think there are only two in the SEC that they play each other every year, and it's at neutral site. So that's them, and then Florida, Georgia. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're fun, and I can't wait. Yeah, oh, wait, wait. Did I say Arkansas? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, I got, I'm going to say the same thing you did. I got Arkansas as well. I think the Hogs are legit this year. This is one of the best teams that Sam Pittman's had since he's been there. And Sam Pittman's a good coach. And they've got Alabama at home. That's going to be very interesting. That ended up giving Auburn probably the LSU game at night. Yeah, since they want the CBS for that one. But, yeah, I got the Hogs in that one. Woo pig. Moving on to the NFL now. Tonight at – they changed the name from Paul Brown's team, so I don't know what it is anymore. Steelers at Browns. It's going to be on Prime tonight, 7-15. Daniel, who do you got? Yeah, this one's a crapper. Uh, I'm going to have to go Steelers just because they have Mitch Trubisky and the Browns don't. Yeah, I got Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers as well. I think they're really good. and They're not really good. I think they're good enough to beat the Browns, really. That's what I was going for. Lost that train of – thought, but I think the Steelers can get it done. I think this is one of the game where Jacoby Brissett starts to show that he's not, he's a good backup, but he's not the guy who they need to continue with throughout once Deshaun comes back. So I got the Steelers. Moving on now, the game of the week. I believe this is the only 2-2 two and 2-0 two, two and oh matchups between two teams. Uh, it is the Bills at the Dolphins matchup for the AFC North? Uh, yeah. Yeah, AFC North. And uh, Daniel Locke, who do you oh, have? Oh, AFC East, my fault. AFC East. Daniel um, Locke, who you got? I would like to pick the uh, Dolphins just because, you know, that they looked good last week. But it's it's still Josh Allen. It's still the Bills. It's still Stephon Diggs. So I'm, I'm just – I can't bring myself to root against – or not root I can't bring myself to pick against them. Yeah, I got the Bills. They're my preseason pick to win it all. They were Daniels as well. I think they're legit. They've not shown me any reason yet that they're not legit. And until that, I'm going to keep riding with the Bills, and I have the Buffalo Bills winning that matchup. Final matchup for the day in NFL, we have Packers at Bucks. The Bucks are most likely going to be without Chris Godwin. They're definitely without Mike Evans. This game is going to be on 325 p.m. on Fox. Mr. Locke, whomst do you have? In the words of Lil Wayne, I came up with the pack. So I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers as well. I think if my, uh, Chris Godwin comes back, this will be a much more competitive game. Yeah. But as of now, I think the Packers are going to win this one. Alan Lazar coming back was huge for the Packers, and I think they can continue to get it, uh, to keep it and get it done. So I have the Packers in that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I think the Packers are going to win and do it convincingly. Moving on now, MLB. We've not done MLB in a quick minute now since football started back up, but let's just get into it. Blue Jay, uh, sorry, Cardinals at Dodgers. This is going to be both these games we're doing are the Friday matchups. That is going to be. I don't. I can't remember who the pitching matchup is for this one. It's good. I can't remember, but it's good. It is good. That's why we picked it. But it is Cardinals at Dodgers. Daniel, who you got? I know it's Quintana for the uh, Cardinals. Anyway, um, I've got the Dodgers. Got the Dodgers. Um, I got the Dodgers as well. I, they're still they're the best team in baseball as of this moment, standing record wise. That is, and I think they're going to continue that against the Cardinals, and they're not going to give Albert Pujols his, his candy home runs. Probably not them now. 
Moving on now, Blue Jays at Rays. It's going to be in the beautiful Tropicana Park down in Tampa, Florida this Friday night. Daniel, who you got? I've got the Rays. Um, great home crowd. Mm. Yeah. But I just I think the pitching matchup, can't remember what it is, but I remember thinking this favors the Rays. And plus, you know, just both in a tight division race. Um, or Yeah, I think the Rays are going to take it. I'm going Blue Jays, and here's the only reason I'm doing it. Alec Manoa has been the best pitcher for me in MLB The Show this entire year, and he has been crazy good for me. So to thank him for his service to my MLB The Show team, I'm going to pick the Blue Jays in this one. And finally, we usually do this game last, but we're going to do it first because we have a bigger one coming up at the end. It is Missouri at Auburn. This is going to be 11 a.m. on ESPN National Television Audience right after Lee Corso puts on the headgear. Daniel, it's a big one, but who you got? You know, this is the fourth time I've picked Auburn this year, and I hope it's not the last. I'm gonna pick Auburn, but I hope I don't get. I hope I don't look stupid doing it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna join you. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go down with the ship. I'm gonna go down with you. Eagles Nest is gonna go down with it. I'm gonna go Auburn as well. As I said in my article, if you want to go check it out, it's on Weagle's website right now. My opinion piece on. The game this weekend, every yes Saturday is a must win, but this one's definitely a must win. Because if this one doesn't go as planned, might be having an Eagles Nest special next week. Might potentially. be doing a show on Sunday. Yeah, honestly, probably after the soccer, keep it going. That'd be yeah, that'd be crazy. But yeah, let's think happy thoughts. I'm going the Auburn Tigers. Where are you going that one? And finally, the matchup. It's the matchup of the week. It is the Saints. Versus the Panthers Saturday or Sunday at twelve at the Bank in Carolina injuries problems a woe for the Saints Panthers just might be woes. Mister, do you want to, do we want to tell people what we're gonna do for this game? Like if yes, we lose or win. So first things first, we're going to Bojangles on Sunday morning before the soccer broadcast. Yes. Then, if the Panthers win, I will be wearing a Luke Keekley jersey on the show next week. And if the Saints win, Griggs will be wearing a Michael Thomas jersey on the show next week. <laughs> if you listen to the show, everyone knows how much I do not like Mike Evans. Or, no, I like Mike Evans. I don't like Michael Thomas. But that is what is at stake. But, Mr. Locke, it is for our last one of the day. Who do you have? I'm going to stick with my boys. I'm going to go with the Saints. This Panthers team already two games in has caused me more stress than they have in a long time, mainly for the fact that we continue to keep ourselves in games only to lose by one score. We are one I believe in one in I believe twenty five in games we've given up to seventeen or more points. So I think the key for the Saints to win is they gotta score seventeen points. Yep. I think that's the one. And then in our la- we've lost nine straight, I believe now. This is getting on who keeps their job after losing nine straight. Um, Scott Frost. That's about it. But that also the one score loss. But I wouldn't be the man I am. We've never prom- we never promoted our show as being an- uh, unbiased. So no. I'll be going with the Panthers. As we said, Daniel said for Auburn, this could be the last time I pick the Panthers this year on the show. But I will be going with the Panthers. Keep pounding, baby. But that is going to do it for our show today. We want to thank everybody for listening into the show. If you missed any of it, you can catch us on wherever you get your podcasts. 
after the show. For Daniel Locke, I'm Grace Blankenberg. Thank you, everybody. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest. We enjoyed bringing you updates on everything going on in the world of sports. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast version wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke and at the Griggs B. Until next time, this has been the Eagle's Nest. See you next week.